Welcome to AgTech Innovators, keeping you up to date with information from Agriculture Victoria. Building a viable AgTech business starts with testing an idea. But what happens when the idea has grown into a business? How do you then take it to the world? G'day, I'm Drew Radford, and as part of developing a viable Victorian ag tech ecosystem, a partner's been brought on to help with this. SVG Ventures Thrive is a Silicon Valley company with access to global markets and venture capital. Their recently appointed Managing Director for the Asia-Pacific region is Michael Macalino. I've tracked him down at the Vocag conference and I've asked him to join us in our pop-up studio. Michael, thanks for your time. Thank you for having me. You come to this space from an interesting background. One of your previous jobs was working for a fairly large organisation in the ag tech space. Well, just give us a bit of a taste of your background. Yeah, so my background, I started as an entrepreneur. I was studying at uni when I was about 21 and had enough of that, so I thought I'd try starting a business. So I had 15 years of running my own businesses. I built five businesses over that time. One was a car detailing business. Another time I worked in property development and built a marina. I had a a gym and a cloud consulting business as well. And the final thing was uh, a accounting technology startup, uh, which I ran with a few other people for about four years. The end of that, my wife was like, you know, we've got a young family now, time to go off and get a real job. So I uh, pivoted into working with BDO, the accounting and consulting firm. Uh, So I worked locally with them and I led their agri-food tech part of their business. So I was a director there and uh, yeah, worked there for about five years, which was a great surprise to many people. And, uh, you know, learned a lot about uh, really doing things properly and, and about business. And it kind of solidified many years of entrepreneurial learnings into a much more structured format. That is quite a significant CV and a very diverse one. The startup one is particularly important for what we're going to be talking about. And also your work with BDO is particularly important because you've moved on now. Who are you working for now? Yeah, so fortunate uh, about October last year, I came on board as the managing director for SVG Ventures Thrive. They are a Silicon Valley based VC firm uh, and also run Thrive, which is our accelerator program. And with the support of the Victorian government, we've uh, come across into Australia where we'll be based in Melbourne. Our headquarters will be in Melbourne. My role is to basically lead that expansion and, and build out the team and really build out the work that we're doing in, uh, in Australia, but more broadly in uh, New Zealand and also into Singapore as well. You listed that off fairly quickly. I don't want to delve too far, but SVG, they're not a backyard mob. No, SVG is uh, one of the largest venture capital firms in the agri-food innovation space. They've been around since 2010. Globally, last year, we were recognised as the most active venture capital investor in the accelerator space. So we made 18 investments in startup companies last year. We are recognised quite often as being one of the largest VC and accelerator firms globally. That makes you kind of unique because there's lots of accelerator firms around, but you've actually got the venture capital side there as well. That's quite a tempting proposition, I imagine, for people to wanting to get involved with with their ideas. Yeah, the, the venture capital part is, you know, in agri-food tech is a unique beast. Venture capital in this space operates quite differently to other sectors such as fintech or software as a service and, and other enterprise software. So 
In order to make VC work in agri-food, there needs to be a, a multidisciplinary approach. And the way that we do it at, at SVG, the investment is one part. We have our accelerator program, which is how we interact with startups, how we get to meet startups and really help them and, and shape what they're doing. But a big part of what we do is also with corporates as well. So we work with some of the largest corporate agribusinesses globally. And what they're doing is coming to us with their challenges. And they're saying to us, listen, this is what we're looking for. This is the innovation that we need in our business. And we as SVG then go to the world. We have a look at our accelerator programs. We have a look at the ecosystems that we're part of. And we find these innovations and we bring them back to our corporate partners. And really that connection with the corporate partners informs the way that we invest. So with the support of our corporate partners, we know that there is a channel to market. And what we're really looking for is, is market pull for these innovations. And then the VC part is then a much easier proposition for us to know what we should be investing and what the potential for that investment is. It's quite the ecosystem to say the least. What I want to focus on is the APAC Accelerator Program. Just briefly describe the program and its objective. Yeah, so the program will run once a year. So we, we took opened for applications back in October of 2022 and, and since then we've been running an application process. We had 94 applications from APAC. We brought that down to 22 companies that pitched to a panel of judges back in December. Then we you know, narrow that down to a or cohort of about 15 companies to have one-on-one -on -one discussions with. And now we've just selected 10 companies. So those 10 companies will be the inaugural APAC Accelerator cohort and uh, we'll be uh, running a 12-week program with them. Uh, we'll actually launch that with those 10 companies in Silicon Valley. So those companies uh, will be going to Silicon Valley as part of what we're calling our Thrive Silicon Valley Week. We're also bringing all the other companies from our other cohorts around the world. So from Canada and from our global cohort. So I think we'll have close to 50 companies as part of what we're doing at SVG. It will be in Silicon Valley in mid-March when we launch the program. Well, that'll be a fairly competitive space, I'd imagine, but an amazing opportunity. Bringing companies to Silicon Valley is really where we're trying to build a new layer in the APAC and particularly the Australian ecosystem. So, you know, we really want to make sure that in order for companies that are in Australia, in the agri-food tech space, in order for them to get to venture scale, to be investable, they have to have an international growth strategy. And, you know, we're based in Silicon Valley. We've got an incredible ecosystem in North America and the US and Canada. So really what we're trying to do is connect Australian companies into that North American ecosystem. And a big part of that is actually getting their, them there physically to be part of this series of events that we do, which incorporates the World Agritech event, which is um, one of the largest ag tech events globally. You said once they're selected, it's a 12-week program. Is that full-time? And what are some of the key things that they're covering in that time? You know, these companies are often at a level of scale. So they're entering that sort of scale up growth phase. So these are very much functioning high growth businesses. So the founders and the teams do have a business to run. So we don't want to take up all of their time. What we're really trying to do is have a couple of times a week, we're bringing the cohort together. So once a week, we'll have a session, which is the entire global cohort of close to 50 companies all together and we bring in some of the leading facilitators from our corporate partners some of the leading experts around legal and accounting and international market expansion and, and marketing and branding so we really want to give them world-leading facilitators to help them 
really hone and develop their strategy. And then we also do each week a session locally. So what the Australian companies need compared to the Canadian companies is very different. So we're also bringing together some um, facilitators locally and also some mentors locally that are working directly with the companies. And then finally, also doing some things with peer-to-peer. So these companies are often going into challenging circumstances with any new skill sets. They need to know that there is some level of accountability between the other members of the cohort. So really, it's about them experience sharing, saying, you know, listen, I've tried to do this, or I've had some staff member issues, or I'm having some issues raising capital or scaling up manufacturing. Like These are all very real issues. And often the only way to really get to the core of that is for other companies to say, oh, I had exactly the same issue. And here's how we went about actually dealing with that. So I know from my own experience as a founder that that's actually far more beneficial than you know sitting there watching webinars and, and YouTube videos and things like that. Actually connecting with a, another person that's in a very similar space can really help to inform and hone that strategy for a company. At the start of this discussion, you said, you know, part of the strategy overall for your organisation is you're doing quite a bit of pool development. For, I think that was roughly the term in terms of you've got large organisations looking for solutions. So once you've narrowed down to those 10 organisations, has SVG got a reasonable idea where you're going to be taking them after they've completed the course or is it still see how you go? There's always a bit of see how you go. There's always a bit of we don't know everything about these companies and that's half the reason we want to we want to undertake this program. We want to learn from these companies and we want to see where we can add value. That said, we've chosen these companies because there is alignment with our program and also with our corporate partners. So we have a very good understanding of what our corporate partners are looking for. And they're usually a representative sample of what the industry is looking for around things like robotics, next generation fertilizers, new forms of software and sensors. Generally, we've got a pretty good understanding informed by our corporate partners. So when we're choosing these companies, we're having a look at, okay, are these companies developing technologies that the industry is just crying out for and pulling out of, you know, development into realization? But also, are these companies at a stage where we know what we're good at? We know that you know, we can open doors and, and we can provide capital and we can post-investment provide a huge amount of support and networking and integration with our ecosystem. So a lot of it is all of those pieces of information, bringing that together, synthesizing that and saying, you know what, this company, we don't know everything about this company, but we believe that over 12 weeks, we can really get to know them. And then after the program, we think we can be a really good partner for them as they continue their journey to scale and, and hopefully start to expand outside of Australia. And we really want to be that long-term partner with them. You've seized upon the opportunity to partner with the Victorian government to deliver the Accelerator program. Why is that collaboration important to you? Yeah, so we believe that within the ecosystem of Melbourne and also broader Victoria around the regions as well, what is represented there is actually a really good cross-section of different types of crop types, huge amounts of research in organisations like the Trobe University and CSIRO, and a vibrant startup ecosystem in other areas as well. So ag tech is not siloed. Ag tech, the technology, the research, the people come from a whole range of parts of the ecosystem. So in order for an ecosystem to exist, you need researchers collaborating with farmers, you need farmers who are inviting ag tech companies to come onto their farms and and see the challenges and when they've got technologies, have a mechanism of testing and validating that. And what we find often is if geographically it's too dispersed, 
having that connectivity becomes too difficult. So what we saw as an organisation in Victoria is, first of all, a willingness from the Victorian government, from Agriculture Victoria and also Invest Vic, to really get behind this, you know, put the capital behind it and also give us the support and the integration into their other initiatives. So we know that there are things like demonstration farms. We know that they've also supported other programs like Sproutex and Farmers to Founders and Rocket Seeder. Those programs are really focused on that pre-seed and seed stage of the, um, the journey, the commercialization journey. And what they do is they help to create new companies and they help companies to figure out, is this actually a viable business? And they help them with that growth. And then where we fit in is building this new layer of the ecosystem that currently is a little bit hit and miss, which is companies that have been around for two or three years, they've got a team of five to 10 people, they might have a million dollars or $2 million of revenue, but ultimately they're kind of hitting a bit of a ceiling. And in order to, to sort of grow past that ceiling, what we need to do is go, okay, here's how we can facilitate that next step. And it's that global growth step. But it also works the other way as well. So Invest Victoria and Global Vic, they're also connected into the broader agricultural sector, the broader agribusiness sector. So again, coming back to that market pool, what we're able to see is where there is industry need within Victoria, where we can also find innovation in North America and start to bring that into Australia as well, with Victoria being that sort of landing pad for those companies. That's a really sound description and, and explains the cycle and where you're at particularly well. We're recording this at Evoke Ag. What does an event like this mean to someone like you and your organisation? Yeah, so I've been to Evoke Ag in 2019 and 2020. Back then, you know, I was, I was fairly new in some ways to this ecosystem. So it's amazing to see every time I come to Evoke how the ecosystem in agri-food globally has evolved and matured. To see the companies and how their technologies have become more sophisticated, how their business models have become more sophisticated. But I often have a look at the ecosystem globally, having gone through sort of almost like three phases. There was this grassroots phase, which was like, I'd say, pre-2019. Then we had this sort of engagement phase where a few early adopter farmers started to come along to events like a Vocag and get involved with this type of stuff. And now we're really in this integration phase where it's like everyone knows that climate, sustainability, new forms of farming systems, you know, this is not a, a theory, it is fact. And coming to a VOCAG, what we observe is how all these parts of the ecosystem actually interact and look at doing business together. So for us, when we're looking at companies to invest in or we're looking at corporates that we can assist, what we see through discussions that we have, through presentations, and just that general interaction in the, the expo area is what is real and, and where is there opportunity for us? But also, where can we be additive? So what we're really looking at from an Australian perspective is we know there's a lot happening here and we don't want to be the company from Silicon Valley that's coming in to take over. We really want to be additive and collaborative in this ecosystem. And I think the, the sort of the value and the ethos of Vocag has always been around collaboration and really a rising tide lifts all ships type of approach to agri-food innovation and the ecosystem around it. Michael, in terms of business and startups and the work that you've done, you've got a lot of runs on the board. What would your advice be to somebody who's got a good idea but doesn't really know where to go but, you know, is passionate about it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a tough one. It's, it's a, a place that I was at many years ago. First of all is before you start, have a lot of conversations. 
So when I wanted to get involved in agriculture, I had a, an interest through some things that I'd done in the past. I went out to field days. I, I've got a photo on my Twitter headline and it's actually my black WRX in between a whole bunch of white utes at a field day. <laughs> um, and it's like I've actually you know, used this sort of analogy in many times because I think that there's so many people who are outside of agriculture who have experience and have a skill set that can really be applied and, and actually solve some real problems in agriculture. And quite often that's in the form of a technology or a business. What they have is a hammer and they're looking for that nail. So I really encourage people to get out there, get on farm, come along to events like a Vocag, come to things like meetup groups, just start to talk and understand what are the real problems, what is the distribution, what type of support is needed for that type of technology, and really where is the business model and the opportunity for them. And the more that they talk, and this is what I found personally, it was probably an 18-month journey for me to really figure out where my skills and experience and network could be applied to agriculture. And then I sort of, you know, was really on the money in terms of what I could actually contribute. And since then, you know, I've been able to do some really exciting things. You have been really able to do some exciting things and you've really been rolling your sleeves up. Without pumping air into our tyres too much, where do you see Australia's ag tech sector? You know, we're only a small country, but how are we faring? What are the opportunities? Yeah, so I've had a lot of conversations over the past uh, you know, day or so at Avocag. The ecosystem is really starting to sort of fire. The enthusiasm for what we're doing is, is incredible. I think our genuine opportunity is within Australia, New Zealand and Singapore, we have a population density. We have representation of pretty much all crop types and farming systems. We have world-leading research organisations. We have startups that are ambitious and have excellent technology. And what we need to do is bring all of that together. But I think the big opportunity for us is that in order to bring new technology to market, it requires iteration. And one of the biggest challenges in ag tech is that if you're building a robot for harvesting or for seeding, or you've got a new type of fertilizer, that can only be applied in a, say, two to three month harvest window. And if we can build that counter seasonal narrative to the Northern Hemisphere, so companies do some R&D and development and so forth in the Northern Hemisphere and then they come to Australia, they come to New Zealand and they keep on developing that while you know, the Northern Hemisphere is going through winter. We can really increase the iteration cycles and the rate of innovation and I think that in some ways that is a real opportunity for us. I think the other thing is also we have a lot of research that is locked up in our research organisations and we need to find ways of connecting research into industry and enabling industry to understand what research exists and pull that into realisation and commercial application as well. Well, Michael, I think Australian ag tech is in good hands with the work that you and some of your colleagues are doing. Certainly inspirational stuff. You paint the picture really, really well. Thank you so much for taking the time and joining us for this Ag Tech Innovators podcast. Fantastic. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to AgTech Innovators. For more episodes in this series, find us and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to hear your feedback, so please leave a comment or rating and share this series with your friends and family. All information is accurate at the time of release. Contact Agriculture Victoria or your consultant before making any changes on farm. This podcast was developed by Agriculture Victoria Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne.